What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gung Fu Super Bros Podcast, the wrong podcast for Kung Fu martial arts movies and Wu-Tang Clan stuff. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Episode is this. That's uh, about right. 84? 84. Another morning episode. <laughs> if you guys are wondering, this has been like our third or fourth morning episode? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. So if we say anything too crazy... Just know that, like, it's not really us, but it's, you know, it's just the fact that we're doing it this morning. Hey, I'd like to see you. Hey, what's up, guys? Super Producer Stevens. Good morning. And remember, my name is Ivan. Yes, we are missing one of the quadruple uh, uh, that we have here. Listen, um, Internet, we we heard the comments. We, we, we took the suggestions to heart, and we finally got rid of the loud one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Abarca, we might have made a mistake. Just what? Yeah, they said they said there was a, the loud one that 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 wasn't him. That that chuckles throughout the whole time and laughs way. Yeah, too I much. thought that was him. He's like, <laughs> oh my bad. Okay, all right, guys. Well, maybe we'll make it back uh, with a certain group of people that didn't like us, but it's all good. Um, so hey, um, real quick, uh, I heard Abarca talking about this yesterday, and I wanted him to give his end of the season review man and or Abarka, you guys have been raving ranting raving about it saying it's awesome i have not started it at the time that you guys are watching this it is the week of thanksgiving um luckily the three of us here on screen have some time to watch some stuff not gonna lie it's gonna be a lot of soccer world cup is starting um, tomorrow so i'm really excited about that but um Abarka, how one season is it going to continue do you know what did you think what did you love what did you dislike mexicans in space Go. Well, it's not done yet. Oh, I thought it was. Just, I thought the season was over. No, it is. One more episode. You have one more. One more episode. One more. Okay, where are you at right now? How are you feeling? Uh, this is eleven of twelve. Uh, this episode, this season was really awesome, man. Uh, uh, Enrique talked about how it was just a very slow burn, um, but I feel that you get something that you don't in movies, right? You get a very long first act, setting up everything, setting up all the players, and uh, it. Uh, I heard that they are going to show it on FX, um, the that their Disney Channel that isn't the Disney Channel, like the um, f- Freeform, uh, and it's going to be on Hulu. And so uh, it might not be on FX. I forget what other channel. But um, they're only showing the first two episodes, which is kind of like, ah, oh, dude, you put that one one more in, and you'll you'll probably get some viewers coming in, you know. Um, it's a very it's not a mature take like it it doesn't it's a serious take on on the rebellion right like rebellions um whether in real life or in space operas are you know like they're put in place like it's almost like building a brick wall like they're putting every brick in place to put up this wall to fight the resistance and you see how it how it messes people's lives. Like you see Mon Mothma, which we know from the original Star Wars is many Bathan spies died to bring you this information. And you're like, it's a throwaway line um, for the, for the trench scene in the, on the Death Star. But like, she was an original Senator from the Republic. And you see how bureaucracy has changed in the galactic empire and how it had, they essentially have no power. And the empire is just, uh, they are closing their fists, right? Um, but as they close their fist, more star systems start joining up with the rebellion. And so there's a couple of things that the main character does, Andor, uh, in this that kind of gives people hope. And it's like, wait, wait, oh, there's there's cracks in the armor. Like we can get to these people, and and it's it's heavy sometimes. And and there are really cool Easter eggs. There's really cool. Um, set pieces like uh, in the last episode, Stellan Skarsgård, um, who was Bootstrap Bill in Pirates of the Caribbean, he was the Professor Selvig in the Thor movies. Um, like he he plays both worlds. He's a he's a rebel guy, but then he also um, is this art dealer, like antiquities dealer, and so they're smuggling money through through his shop to fund the empire. Um, my favorite character from uh, Rogue One is in it. Um, in? No, no, no! I wish, I wish. Uh, no, you see, uh, Cassian Andor. He's in it. Um, that's cool, though. I mean, that's a big gift. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's in it. Yeah, 
Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty crazy, and it's pretty crazy how um, there's a line in it that says that the Empire doesn't give a crap about you, dude. They're so they're so fat and stuck in their ways that they never they would never believe someone would come in to the front door and steal from them. <laughs> Sometimes I think we feel about that like our own government sometimes, right? Like they're so big that they don't really care. Yeah, you don't it. see what's happening. Yeah. You don't see what's going on. And so, yeah, dude, it's an awesome series. I, I um, It's not – I was telling my brother-in-law yesterday. It's not the little kid Star Wars, right? It's not the It's not the fairy tale. This is like, oh, okay, the fairy tale exists, but if you just turn to the left, this is, a, this is the stuff that's happening to the people and how they oppress – how the empire oppresses um, regular people, the, the working Joes. And I think I like what you said earlier that it, it was able to take a throwaway line from the movie and probably George Lucas has wanted to do more, but obviously in a movie you're strapped with so much time that now they could take that line and make it not make, not that that line made the series, but now you get to see why she says that or why they do that. That's really freaking cool. Um, and I think you're right. And, and, you know, I need to, I need to be wary of that too, that like when you're watching shows or telling you a huge story, it's not going to start at the beginning with the fireworks, you have to get to the fireworks factory and allowing it to give time. So for this one, you think three, three, three is one. Okay. Yeah. So once you get three in, you're pretty good. So I'm at the, I'm thinking again, um, I'm kind of excited about that. Giving time um, is the, I'm assuming this is not a one series shot. Like, no, there's, there's going to be a second series. Okay. Um, we see here, we see one care, another character from rogue one, which is um, milky, which is there. It's the other guy. There's like a very skinny guy. That's with that's part of their group. So it'd be fun to see them kind of gather and find each other and see more of the rebellion. Um, like, dude, spoilers. The the main Mon Mothma has to make a deal with essentially kind of a gangster, mm-hmm. a guy, a guy from her planet who wants to be legitimate. And he's like, dude, I'll, I'll give you, you know, the money you need. But they ha- her on her planet. They have these traditions where they have arranged marriages. He's like, you know, I have a son. That's your daughter's age, Ooh. and Ooh. and the do- the daughter is indoctrinated into their like their their religious their 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 way of thinking on their on that planet, and so she would be fine with it. But you see, you see a mom, um, because because in her like her marriage is not a good marriage, right? It's it's a it's a marriage of convenience, the marriage for show, and um, so her husband's an asshole. Living the rich life, living. Mm. He's a mantenido off of his wife. It's not like she's the senator. He doesn't do anything. Wow. Um, and then the, the daughter kind of takes the husband's side because she doesn't know. Like my mom's this badass that is literally um, <laughs> risking her life by, mm. by like almost like where. And then I'm well. Actually, you know what? In in the sense that they're moving, they're funneling yeah. money. I'm not trying to equate. Yeah. Equate yeah, this plight. No, then. And it's like you have to give your daughter up for for your cause. Oh, right? that's a rough one. That's tough. Do you give your daughter up to the Nazis? Mm. It's essentially what's happening, right? Mm. That's crazy. And I mean, and and like you all said, you know, it's it's not. This isn't meant for like, hey, Brooklyn, come and check out Star Wars. Like, no. you know, it's like like it's not meant for the younger kids. And the sense of like, this is more for us, and which is cool. Like, I that's what I said. As much as I haven't recently watched the last Stranger Things. I kind of dig that it's been getting older with the people that probably started watching as little kids. And now season one is completely different than the last season of it. Right. So, I mean, and it took a while for this, but again, now we have these options and if it's not your star Wars, cool, man, there's a ton of other stuff that you can watch. No, for that sure. Is your star Wars, well, you know, and, uh, and that's super cool. They, they dropped another series. <coughs> it's a, it's a cartoon series. It's short. Oh, it's short movies yeah, yeah. called mm-hmm. tales of the Jedi. Okay. Dude, uh, Dave Filoni was on a plane ride, and he's like, "Oh, that'd be a cool story, but where do I put it?" And he's like, he, "So he gathered up all these little stories, and you see Jedi as little kids or as their younger selves." I've seen two of them, and one is with Ahsoka Tano as a baby, um, on her home planet before she even becomes a Jedi, and then we see another story that has the young Qui Gon Jinn and his oh. master Count Dooku. Oh, that's dope. And so they they go to a farm planet, again, where there's more corruption. And um, Dooku, you see Dooku and the spark of the the dark side of evil in him. And that was a really cool one, too. So I don't know how many episodes there are of that. But, you know, there's that one. Um, Studio Ghibli from uh, the Totoro and uh, 
they released a little short Grogu cartoon. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that on there yesterday. There's there's so much stuff. It's just like again, I, I hope this gets a lot of run and a lot of love. Um, and like I said, I'm excited to watch it. But the cool thing is, if it's not your thing. There's so much more out there to watch for it. So that's the cool thing. I think that's the we almost get them um, spoiled now compared to what we used to have, right? Because like it was that one thing. <laughs> That's all you got. Yeah. You got seven yeah. channels and yeah, maybe yeah. like, yeah, something fun on a weekend. And that's about it. Well, two things I got. I got to tell you guys that I thought it's been awesome. Number one, I saw the first episode of Tulsa King. Oh. Stallone. I'm excited about it so far. Dude, Sylvester gets down, man. He's, he's, he's good in this. Old mobster comes out of jail, uh, spends 25 years in jail, didn't snitch. He expects to get welcome back with the party with the the old school way that when he went in, right? And instead, he kind of the old guy is not really running anymore. It's his son, so there's not a lot of love. And they basically say, "Okay, we're gonna give you something, but you got to set up in Tulsa." And he, it's literally boom right away. Like first five ten minutes, he's in Tulsa, and I can tell it's one of those that I like the the characters around him are really really uh-huh. cool. So um. Yeah, it, it, it looks awesome, but he, he he does a great job, man. He he's doing really really good. I, I he's a believable mobster, and I believe, and he still he looks he's huge. <laughs> he's uh-huh. huge. Those suits look funny on him because he's so boxy, you know. But um, really really cool. So that's a good one. But um, I was telling Stevens about it. Uh, I am two episodes away from the end. I'm super excited. Is the Watcher? The Watcher's been really really cool. Um, I, uh, it, it's one of those things that like it's all the actors are great bit actors from other things um like i can't even i don't even know any of these names but like what one of the cops or the, the sheriff of the town or the detective of the town is the bad guy in all the adam sandler movies should we um, gavin yeah yeah Gavin is in it it's like all these really good bit actors that you always see in other things are in it and um it's just creepy it's creepy and it's scary because it's like, man, I hope I'm never in a situation like that where everybody thinks I'm crazy except me. Like, like well, it's I just know. your neighborhood too, right? Like yeah. it's oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like where you move into and you're like, oh, what? Yeah, it's it's like everybody else like, I want to leave the city. I'm going to like, you know, the you know, out to this like much calmer place. And it's like, oh, is it though? Is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You guys know what my fear is. I'm like, I'm always like, ooh. I don't because you know a lot of people are set in their ways and stuff, and it's just one of those things where it's just kind of like what's really going on be, behind closed doors and stuff like that. But um, I I think I'm 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 understanding what the the creepiness is because it, it's based based on a true story, right? I mean, they got an article from somewhere and they made it because of that. But I think I remember what this one was about, and I'm just like, oh, okay, it's not as creepy as it is, just weird, but. The neighborhood is crazy. The neighborhood yeah. is wild. All the the characters around it and stuff like that. But um, it, I think you'll like it, Stevens. It's it's. I'll it's try to watch it this week because it keeps popping up on my thing, and I'm like, I know I want to watch you, but it's like a time commitment. So I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. no, yeah. like everything else, right? But yes. Is, I just hope, and like I said, I'm two episodes away. Um, there's so many like things going on that I hope it kind of brings it together. And I don't get disappointed at the end when I'm like, really? Like, you know, like, uh, like, like, they, like it was, wait, well, this was a Jacob's Ladder situation? I don't want yeah. that where you're just like, what the heck, man? So um, it's one of those. But um, also something that came out and Steve, uh, Barca was talking about, I, me and Barca saw this is, I, I love this video game. It's one of my favorite video games of all time. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed out it's going to be a movie. But I guess they are moving forward with the Bioshock movie? Allegedly, um, they're going to, they're going to create a world. I, I think that, again, a video game is a long-term commitment for most people, right? There's some people that knock these things out and you're like, all right, I'm done. Uh, but it's a long-term commitment. So you, you're invested not only in the main character, um, but in the story that they slowly build and reveal. And you get piece by piece the story of a dystopia, yes. right? Uh, of a kind of a Walt Disney person or, or um, I guess... Walter Knott, the guy who made Knott's Berry Farm, he was very patriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, across the street from Knott's Berry Farm is a replica of Independence Hall. Next to Silk City, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's this, so he, he always instilled these, these conservative values. And so mm-hmm. the story is amazing because imagine if a, a conservative person with a lot of money decides, hey, I'm going to build my own, my own um, city. Yeah. 
um, almost like there was a city in the middle of of um, of Florida. <laughs> like, well, the whole the whole idea of Ep- Walt Disney World was Epcot. This the uh, experimental prototype city of tomorrow, a city that was designed from the ground up, where there is no traffic on the top, but on the bottom level, all the trucks, all the things, all the garages are seen. So you, so already you're creating this this strata, uh, these levels, right? Of of people. There's we're going to be workers underneath. And so it, you know, the man dies um, and they're like, we don't know what to do. And we don't want to build this city. Like that was his project, man. Like, how about we make a theme park? It looks, and it looks just like Disneyland. Uh, so wow. a man builds a city up. under, that underwater. A setup of, of, of Walt Disney World. Like it was supposed to be a city before it was a park. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, didn't, I never knew that. That's crazy. That's so, wild. but this crazy part is that the Disney company keeps trying to make these communities and they don't, they're not successful. There's a hotel called Celebration Florida that was the Disney town. Uh, and now there's a, there's going to be a Disney city in the desert. Palm Springs. Yeah. Hmm. So okay. I'm like, mm, interesting. all right, okay. <laughs> Look, but I'm, in the game, like you were saying, what, what's so cool about this game is that you literally are taking this elevator down underwater. Yeah. And you realize that you're getting to this underwater city. And the whole time that you're in, the, this is how the game starts. Every time you're in the elevator, you're getting paid the super patriotic, like, you know, do you still love America? Do you believe in America's dream? Well, welcome to, is it Rapture? It's Rapture. Sure, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Rapture. And you're just like, yo, and it starts off right there. And then the elevator kind of messes up and then it's just like, crazy from the get right yes. like, and, and it's it you and you encounter these twisted people yeah. who have been genetically modified genetically engineered and they do they believe in the patriotism of rapture mm-hmm. or are they the people that got left behind because everybody else got raptured yeah. right if you don't yeah. understand what in the bible um when when the end of the world comes all the good people whoop, mysteriously float up to the sky and mm-hmm. for the rapture and everybody else deals with what happens. Yeah. 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 And it, it's a great game. Super fun to play. The story's amazing. The payoff, the, the, the big reveal um, is it all works. It works really, really well. Um, they try to recreate it with part two. It kind of didn't work. Part three was another great game when they took you to the sky. Um, that was really, really well, well done. So I'm excited to see what they do. I'm kind of bummed out it's a movie though. Because I'm afraid of of not having a, enough time to really explore the story, yeah. and if you jam too much into two hours, like I don't it's know, overload, I don't right? know. it's overload, right? It's overload. And so, what are you taking out? Yeah, it, there's nothing to take. I mean, there's nothing to take out, but like, there's the story's so good. Like, like the little girls and like everything, everything just works. Like, would you kindly? Everything just works in that game, and it's just. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also really like it's one of those things that you really like and care for, and you hope they do a good job with it. But I mean, in, in the end, I'm still getting a freaking Bioshock movie, yeah. so hopefully, it's not uh-huh. like you know Doom. <laughs> it works. Uh-huh. No, but uh, and on on the flip side, another game that we like, they are actively trying to create a Gears of War movie. I believe I heard about that. Bautista, and, Bautista, like yeah. he keeps posting pictures of himself with armor and all that. I'm like, okay, cool. And I think that works better as a movie. Because we don't, I don't need the story, right? It's an action video game mm-hmm. where, from moment one, I want chainsaws and I want mm-hmm. the and people getting curb stomped and these monsters and I want the coal train. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. I want the coal train. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Different games, different kind of style, but Bioshock is a story driven game. It's and it's super creepy and it works even playing it. But realistically, I was playing it to get to the next question. Well, you know, it, where, where, yeah. Here's war. I want to slice some aliens up. Like that's not like you know. Let's go. You and know, it, so. it's even so creepy that didn't it let it at the beginning. It tells you to set up the black level of your TV. Oh yeah, it does that for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like oh, let's it make it darker sure. so we can be more immersed. Yeah, that's a, it's a it's that's a good one, Stevens. I think you would love that story because it is super creepy and it's like. I remember one of the levels you're like, you're meeting with this doctor and all this doctor does is genetically modify people. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. It's, it's one of those things of like, when people have too much money and they try to be able to create their own world, you uh, realize that like, you can't make anything perfect. And it makes gotcha. it go way too hard another way. 
Like you go way too hard the other way, and it just yeah. it's bad. Gotcha. But yeah, but I mean, it, it's it, again, guys. There's a ton of stuff out there. Um, we'll keep talking about it and stuff like that. But um, anything. Uh, there's just so much sometimes that it's hard to keep up. <laughs> like Stephen says, right? Like I need a time commitment to do this one. I got to finish the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. And then like I realized yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, I never finished Harley Quinn. Oh, the cartoon one. Yes, because yeah, it's, I, it's on HBO, and I don't go there as often as I do some of the other ones. And I was like. Oh my gosh, I never went back and finished it. So there's stuff that I'm watching, you right? Know. I'm watching that haven't finished. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, no, there's a lot of it, a lot of it. But okay, well, look, this is an early morning podcast. So my question for you guys right now is this. Favorite meal of the day. I know which one mine is because of how early this is. And my stomach's doing numb, like backflip inside <laughs> of it right now. But what is your favorite, favorite, favorite meal of the day? What do you got, Abarca? Uh I like breakfast, but for dinner. Oh, so you like breakfast? Yes, but I don't. I don't eat breakfast. You like to come home, eggs, do, yeah. do the thing. Okay, all right, Steve, what do you got? Mine is also probably breakfast because I have breakfast depending on the day at breakfast time, mm-hmm. at lunch time, and at dinner time. <laughs> yes. Where like I don't like sometimes I guess I might heat up a steak, but I'll always put an egg with it in the morning, right? Like, I don't just have steak and potato in the morning. Like, yeah, steak, like breakfast, I can eat all day, yeah. anytime. All right. So then for me, it's it's breakfast all day, every day. But what yeah. is your go-to? What, what's like the, the thing for breakfast? Like, if you could have that breakfast, what would it be? Oh, it's just bacon. You just want bacon with it somehow. <laughs> bacon. Yeah. bacon on everything. You know what? I, I tried a long time ago, and I couldn't do it, and I still just can't, and I'm never going back. It's turkey bacon. Mm. Uh, it's like okay. A mean joke. It's like, uh. it's like really turkey bacon. Really, that's what you're gonna say? Like it just it doesn't. It's like it might as well just go for it. Like if I'm gonna get bacon, I might as well get bacon. So a market, anything with bacon, love it. All right, Stevens, what do you got? Um, man, I don't know. I really like, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I really like a chicken fried steak with eggs and hash browns breakfast. Oh. Um, when it's a good chicken fried steak, you know, like some gravy on that. And then I just mix it all together. Like one bite has all of that in it for me. So you just do the scoop thing. Where I do. Goes. It's delicious. <laughs> like my, like my eggs and the potato and the, the chicken fried steak. That's a good breakfast, but that's not a, that's not my go-to. My go-to is probably just some bacon and eggs in the kitchen or sausage. I really like sausage, sausage patties over links, but any sausage is good. <laughs> He was like, don't be giving me them links. Be giving me the patties. I'll, I'll eat the links. I like the links, but I do prefer the patties to the links. Like when I buy, I buy patties. <laughs> but we make sure it's only 15 seconds of that before we, before we get in trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I love all kinds of breakfast. Eggs and bacon. Buy it with eggs and bacon all day, every day. I could do that. Sausage, whatever. It doesn't even matter. She like, Keyless, look, you can have nachos for breakfast. There is my go-to. If I can get Yes, nachos, man. That is like my favorite favorite i think chilaquiles go so hard they're amazing i love freaking menudo in the morning mm. for breakfast i love that so uh yeah breakfast is my go-to for for sure but like most of the time like you said it's eggs and like i even like going old school eggs and weenie yeah and getting, getting the weenie in there and just go it's <laughs> a job done it makes it happen it's not yeah but um yeah no it, it, it is a good one um I, I i love it it's my favorite meal of the day for sure um and i want to make sure that we uh get this done so i can have my favorite meal of the day so uh, <laughs> on that note um uh a barbecue- would you have two breakfasts in a day oh multiple sometimes i have three you're, you're totally oh, okay right i break i can have breakfast twice a day i eat so many eggs it's ridiculous like <laughs> it's like gotcha if I had to pick a food, like overall everything, it'd probably be eggs because you can do it in so many different ways. Like, you know, you and what's your favorite egg way? Fried, sunny side oh, okay. up, sunny side up, like yolk okay. cutting into that bad boy and letting it do its thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, the only one, you know, which one I don't do enough, and I need to learn how to do it is poaching eggs. I was just gonna say that poached eggs look so pretty and they're good, but man, I don't yeah, know how to do it well either. You do the boiling and then, but you, yeah. have, to, you have to spin it and then yeah. you put it in there. I don't know how to do that. I can't po- poach an egg, but I've had it before, and I'm like, ooh, it's kind of good. Like poach eggs. I poach eggs when I'm cooking ramen because I'll add eggs to my ramen. Mm-hmm. So I just crack it open and put it in there so it kind of poaches it, but it's not as pretty because it's in the noodles. It does but... do a little, like, ball thing or whatever yeah. like, that it comes with. <laughs> yeah. hey, is, is pozole a breakfast food or a dinner food? 
Pozole is uh, any town food. <laughs> That's pozole, what I learned too. Pozole is like uh, Stellador Breakfast Treats. Anytime. Stellador <laughs> Breakfast Treats. <laughs> it's anytime. Okay, I was just wondering about that because you're right. I've had pozole at all different times. I, I'll be brutally honest, not the biggest fan of pozole. I would rather have a menudo all day long, every day. But it's it's fine. It gets a job done. I mean, it is what it is, you know. But um, yeah, it is an every because you have that at parties and you have it for breakfast. You have it for the party and you have it for the recalentado the next day. Yeah. Like, like if there's enough pozole, you make it happen. All right, Abarca. Well, just so we can make sure we get to our breakfast treats, like Stelladora, um, can you let us know where they can get a hold of us and leave us any messages? Right well, now? folks, you can if you want any of our socials, you can go to www.linktree. L i n k t r. e e uh, forward slash gungfu superbros.com. You can leave us a voicemail at www.gungfusuperbros.com or call our Google Voice number at 661 to be part of our show. Don't forget to rate, review, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. New episodes come out Mondays and Wednesdays. All right. Abarka, say bye. Hey, mahalo, folks. Stevens. Have a great Saturday or whatever day it is that you're it's watching. The There's no time. <laughs> See you on the flip side.这么好人非草木你以为我不知道齐家神刀六十四路师傅创制的这个金刀锁也是六十四招专门克制齐家的刀索取他的兵刃尺寸方位无不计算清楚
Sadiq is still missing. It's been so many days since the last time we filmed, and we don't know where he's at, <laughs> but he should be back next week. And we're all wearing the same thing because we're so scared. Yes, Barker, what's up? Uh, listen, you guys canceled him because he was too loud. <laughs> and now look at this. <laughs> look what happened. But yeah, we are talking about, I'm excited about today. I, I, I really kind of want to get into this one. The One-Armed Swords Man. Because we found out that's a problem, Swords Man. Yes. Hey, yo, Barker. Hit him with the back of the box. All right. The one-armed swordsman, 1967. Maimed by a jealous rival or jealous rivals, a lieutenant begins specialized training as part of his plan to destroy a gang of villains. Uh, this movie was directed by Che Chang. Oh. It stars the inimitable uh, Jimmy Wang Yu as Fang Kang. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yu, you didn't get to see in our last movie, uh, but his movie is the movie that they that they changed to be uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. It also okay. starts Chow Chow as uh, Xiao Man, uh, Yin Se Pan as uh, Chi Peir, uh, David Chang as the Tavern Scout, Tai Lung as Lu Hung, uh, Ku Feng as Fang Shang, and Lar Kar Lung as Ba Shuang. Shang. That's something. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It's early just, in the morning. Just so people know, this is the 1967, and it is a one-armed swordsman. And the reason we were kind of making that a thing is that uh, even us, Abarka, uh, you rented the one-armed swordsman. Men. And it's a completely different movie. Well, it's, that's like a fourth movie. It's like it's ten years later, and I don't okay. I don't know if it's not even a Shaw Brothers movie. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Yeah. So make sure you get the right one. Um, one armed swordsman, and I and I say that because honestly, I think you'll enjoy this thoroughly. We had a review from Enrique. Um, we usually go to him with this. He seemed to have enjoyed this movie. He said uh, that this is the best storytelling that he's seen from the um, uh, Shaw Brothers. Um, that he feels like this is a, the the best kind of like story that the Shaw Brothers have had. Um, I, he also said that he thinks it's better than any um, triple R or whatever movie that's been out there, that this should be number 10 with the bullet because that other movie's not that good. Wow. So, uh, I don't know, that's I'm glad he he's gone. That's uh, what he said. But I, now I, I got to deal with that controversy. Thanks, bud. I, I was like, wow. Like, you know, but that's what he said. He said that the special effects were even better in this movie than they were in that triple R movie. That that tiger doesn't even look real. Um, that the, it, it, I, He was just saying crazy stuff. That the tiger on Stevenson's cup looks more real than the tiger in the damn double triple R movie. So this one? He was talking. I don't even know how you knew you were going to drink it out of that tiger cup. I don't even know how you knew that. But um, he said this was a banger. Um, uh, no jokes aside. But he said this was a banger. He enjoyed it. So, America, did yes, you like this movie? Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. It didn't wow me. What? I don't know. It was, okay. it didn't wow me. Um, but I, I do agree that it has, it, it's probably the best storyline of it. Um, of the, of the Shaw Brothers movies, movies that we've watched, right? It's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of, um, I, I think you put it best. This movie is more grand and epic in scale than some of the other movies that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, it follows the same progression where, um, you know, this happens to a fighter and then he has to, um, get to a level of proficiency for him to, to avenge or, or right the wrong that has happened. Stevens, what, what did you, what did you think of this movie compared to the other Shaw brother movies? Because something like, sticks out to me completely. But what, what did you think? The, the story is different. Like the story is more complete, maybe less holes in the story. I think it's better told, maybe. Because um, the other ones have stories and they're like, oh, this bad thing happens. And now we're going to train really hard and we're going to come back and we're going to win. Right. Um, this one has more to it. Like it's just, there's more story to tell, I suppose. And there's love and there's revenge and there's like devotion. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know. I think it was, I think it's similar because we can talk about the similarities, but I also think there's just more to it. 
And Abarki, I think you said this, but um, uh, Super Stevens, if you can check this out, um, where in the Shaw Brothers timeline, I guess, um, does this movie fall? Because no. by the scope of it, I, I would have felt it was one of the last ones, just because I, I felt like they learned from their other movies and they said, "Heck, let's make this." And and I keep we I, I say epic because for a Shaw Brother movie, it's almost two hours long. And so they oh, go ahead. Well, they've got a ton, right? <laughs> um, their earliest movie is 51. 1967. Dang. So, and then their, like, heyday when they start pumping out is the early 60s. So this is later in the run, then. So this is 67. This is their biggest year. This is their most movies in one year. Year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it's probably, like, and then... They do have the years that follow are almost as as heavy as that year. So looks like their biggest run is from like 67 to 70. Oh, 74 is really big. 75 is really big. So all the years that follow are really big years for them. So I don't know. You would think, though, that their big years, they might not try to make a movie as big, right? They would stick to these kind of like – because what I, what, I, what I think this movie does – is that the others don't do is a lot of times with the Shaw Brother movie, they'll give you a lot of the story in the title card. And uh-huh. They kind of like set you up and then you're like, this happened to this happened, this happened, this person got killed, movie starts. Yeah. And this movie doesn't do that. This uh-uh. movie starts the, the story and gives it to you all. Like they could have easily have shown the, the one-armed swordsman's father getting killed real quick or something like that. But it, no, it like it starts and it kind of goes there. And even... And I think what I really enjoyed is everything pays off in this movie. And it is simple. I get it. But I like that it did. I like that the father's broken sword comes into play. I like that the fact that he's left-handed, that the fact that he loses his right arm and he's a lefty comes into play. I love that everything that they do, they do it for a reason. And and the story just kind of pays off. I, I think it's really, really cool. It was interesting to see the Shaw Brothers really work on really kind of do a love angle to it that we haven't seen in in the other in the other movies like a real sick twisted version of it with the daughter but also a very sweet like and a little heartbreaking at times because of the choices he makes with the girl that picks him up and like takes care of him and nurses him back to health like and then on top of that she has her own past uh-huh. And that that she has to wrestle with because of what happened to her father. So I I do I, there was like levels, and I didn't mind it, and I like their levels. Fighting wise, I'm with John. I was not blown away by the fighting. I think Crippled Avengers does a better job. I think uh-huh. uh, a lot of the other movies that we've done a better job. But that's that group of guys, right? The, the uh-huh. Five Million Venoms crew. Yeah. They were amazing together. This is this fighting was meh, like. Mm-hmm. It, it was at the beginning it was really slow too that opening fight scene it's 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 not it's kind of slow but i really dug the story like i really dug the story and a barker yeah. gets a ton of that like bright bright blood in this oh one. i love it i love scene. that blood <laughs> 60s 70s <laughs> blood uh, no um to, for me this movie I, I don't know how much it is uh che chang that says, hey, we need to be, this is the story I want to tell. This is how big this thing is. Because we've seen some of his other movies and they're not as epic in scope, but they have more action. So I don't know if it's a financial decision. They're like, dude, we can't, you know, we can't have a two hour long movie when people, when we can make a cheaper thing and probably make more money at a minute, uh, at an hour 30. Maybe now they have money. So they're willing to do a few two hour shots and kind of like so so now i i want to see what movies what the duration of of these movies are Mm. right how how, do they make do they make a whole bunch of little short ones and you're like hey you get one big one dude and you know make it happen um but yeah the it's funny that the the chin fighting style Mm -hmm. um never took into consideration the close quarter combat that was your biggest like. Annoyance. It was because there's there's usually two of them, and you see how he dies. You're like, oh man, my friend uh, stepped way too close, and he got hit by a by a dagger in the belly. Yeah, Let me not yeah. do that. <laughs> how about I take a few steps back, get out of dagger range? Can I get out of dagger range? Yeah. But that's the thing. You're okay. 
this is this was Bruce Lee's thing, right? You get stuck in your ways, you follow your book to a T, and you every fighting style has its like it has its problems. Yeah. So these this other crew studied that chief fighting style forever. They literally made a weapon. Again, I thought that was cool. That completely messes up their fighting style. <laughs> their weapon is a grabber arm. Yeah, Sorry. it really is. It's little squeezy ones that just grab. But like it works. I ah, got it. And you're right. And these guys couldn't adjust. Realistically, the only reason that Fang adjusted was because he lost his arm. Yeah. That was it. And he got the book from his girl. The I the only payoff that I don't that I we don't see is that not only can he fight um, in a different style with the short sword for his left hand, but he's got he's got more chi in that hand apparently, right? Because he could just go like this, and then the tree he knocks the tree yeah. down and stuff. So yeah, I yeah. the one scene that I, I I miss in this is maybe his sword gets trapped, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, oh hold on, and like goes boom, and then mm -hmm. just pushes him back, and like he's like what? And then he takes uses, out a short sword. Yeah, he uses the chi in the um. Uh, it seems like in the floating. They're like jumping in the floating part of it, but yeah. you're right. There's no real like, yeah, yeah. But I, I enjoyed the bad guys. I enjoyed Longhand. I enjoyed the I like the the, the little the, the two little chubby fools that are, you know aren't <laughs> as good as they think they are. Like yeah. every the daughter. Oh my god. So okay, this movie is freaking crazy. I'm telling you, it tells you a, such a big story. So we start off with the well, he's a master. What was the master's name? Because Fang was a kid, but what the main master, the main, the swordsman of all swordsmen, basically, yeah. right? He gets attacked by a rival. When he gets attacked by, and he, and the swordsman defeats a rival, whatever, sends him on his way. Comes back later. Even that comes back later. But the, the swordsman, but in that, he gets poisoned. So Fang's father defends just long enough for the master to come back and basically take it out, right? And in, in his dying, his dying wish is, here's my son. Take him under your wing, make him your dude. And then like this little kid picks up his dad's broken sword. And I'm just like, bro, yeah, I'm in. Strapping in, let's go. Uh -huh. So then you fast forward and now you see this guy older and it's kind of cool because they do this whole playoff of like, he gets treated like, he gets treated like garbage because he's number one, he's not rich and like he's a peasant. Number two, they're making fun of him because he has one arm. Like that's, that's that, that whole thing. And like, but the master like loves him, like loves him to the point where he, after calling his daughter a hoe, basically wants him to marry his daughter. Like he tells his wife that, like, I hope one day he, like, not these rich fools, not these fools that they pay a ton of money to me to, to, to be their master. I want this, this kid to be the, cause he's the best one. He, well, and he's, when I retire, he, he's going to be the dude. He's good. And he's not braggy about it. He doesn't go looking for a fight like these fools. He doesn't. Right. Like it's all of that kind of um, respect for what what that relationship is and what he did for him, for each other, so to speak. Right. And he's the best one. He's the best. Yeah. One. He's the best student he's ever had to the point where he said, I'm going to retire. I'm turning 50. I think. Right. Yeah. No, 50. I'm turning 50 on my birthday and he's going to be the dude. But Fang sees these guys talking about him and he gets so hurt by it. He's like, man, forget he's, you. I'm gone. Take it off. I'm taking off, right? And the daughter, she's wild. I don't understand her. Her character is insane. Train <laughs> with me. I want to train. <laughs> yeah, dude. But then, like, he's trying to leave, and they're like, "Nah, dude. I want to. I want to fight one last time." And he's like, "Bros." Now, he, he this this was weird though, because he was cocky in this instant, right? Well, I don't know if he was cocky. I, I, you know, he was right because he was kind of like, "Guys, like, I don't need to be fighting y'all because y'all suck." Like, that's uh -huh. basically what he said. Uh -huh. Like, you know, like, you guys are trash. Like, I, sometimes I think you don't even get trained by the same guy. I get trained uh -huh. by the same Whatever, right? And then You don't like, take this seriously. I guess maybe that's what it is. It's not braggy as much as it is. Like, I put in the work. You don't put in the work. Yeah. Well, that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. And then, like, the girl's like, no, you're not going to leave before you fight me. He basically, like, doesn't even, like, doesn't even use a sword because, like, bro, you're trash. I'm, I don't want to hurt you. Beats her senseless. Well, not even beats her, just defeats her. Yeah. And then she cuts his arm off by mistake. She's like, and she says it's because I was angry. I won't. What the? Hell? Like, and right. that was in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> only twenty minutes into this movie, dude. And now this man's walking around with one arm. And then 
like I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a quick five, 10 minute. He gets better. And then we're going to go into some training and he's going to come back. Okay. Hour and 30 minutes. Easy. No. Yeah. Like we get this whole love story. We get this whole, he meets these people. He meets this girl. He figures out that he, he gets beat up by these guys that are trash because he can't fight anymore. Cause he has one arm. Pop, 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 pop. We find out the girl's father was like him basically uh-huh. the same person and because of what he believed in it killed him it he died and the last thing he gave was this little book that because it was burnt only had the left-handed style in it yeah is that what i was supposed to say yeah <laughs> oh thank god I, I finally found a one-armed guy that i can hang out with well the left side of the book was the left arm and the right side of the book had all the right arm stuff and so one side burned and that's what you got and I know that's super convenient. I get that. That's super convenient. But like, I loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of that. And I even loved the, um, the hold on, my freaking daughter is deciding to make as much noise as possible next to me over here. Jesus um, uh, But like, uh, I love that. Like, we even had the freaking, um, uh, when she's a little girl, and like, the dad's like, Take it's this wild. book. Take this book. Make sure you don't burn it. <laughs> and the mom's like, I'm burning this book. I dug it. I dug all of that. I really did. Um, and I and at the same time that this love story is happening, the Shaw brothers are giving us a revenge angle. Because uh-huh. you don't know, but Longarm is basically the guy that he beat up, and all he's done since then, since he was training this one arm, well, not the one arm, since he was training this kid. The bad guys were basically learning his style hmm. and learning his style to a point where they created a weapon to stop him. I, I, it was cool. It was a pincher. It was just a pincher, but it worked. It worked, dude. I loved it. I loved it. And then what was the name of the, of the second bad guy? Um, Smiley face or? Yeah, yeah Smiley face. <laughs> ah, your Smiley face. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I, know, I dug all of it. I dug all of it. I dug all of it. But, um, the daughter was weird throughout because in some sick sort of a way, she loved him. But I love him and I hate him. <laughs> yeah, like it was kind of weird. I think it's like that eighth grade kind of like, I like you, so I'm just going to hit you all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I guess. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, dang, that wasn't a hit, man. That was a slice. My it was arm. But and then throughout the whole thing, Fang has to balance between this girl that he loves because he loves her because of all she's done for him. And this this devotion, you said it, Stevens, the devotion he has for his master. Because the master's not a bad guy. It doesn't seem like it. Like, he's not a bad dude. And he has to try to make that choice. And I feel like he makes a choice multiple times, you know? Did, so that's a tough one. So what do you think, Mark? Did Dave Filoni and, uh, and John Favreau steal this story for The Mandalorian? Because he's devoted to the, the ways of Mandalore, but he loves that baby Grogu like we do. And and it's and I, I mean, don't you feel like in this movie at least he makes the choice both like he keeps choosing back and forth, yeah. and he and he can't ultimately he can't. But we'll see that in multiple sequels. I, I you said uh, Stevens, you said that he's at least in part two. And, he is in Return, which is and two years Satoichi later versus the One Armed Swordsman. Ooh, two two movies connecting together. Is Satoichi Satoichi in that? It's, I don't know. It's not, it's not the, it's not the, the. Oh, cause that one's too new. Huh? Yes. It's not the new set, the newest Satoichi, but it, I bet you it is the guy that's Satoichi. So, so he is in, okay, hold on. Let me go to the original and just see if there's any more, but he's in, um, the one-armed swordsman. Um, he's in, um, I'm assuming return of the one-armed swordsman. Uh, in 69 and then he is in Zatoichi and the one-armed swordsman in 71 as same character he is um Yu Wong in pretty much every movie but the like (laughs) that's a he's like that guy throughout all the 70s because so this when this movie came out this was the biggest Hong Kong movie Ever. And it made like a million bucks that year or whatever. And it's like shot him to superstardom. So like when you look at his characters, like all of them are as you want. But so he's in the one armed boxer in 72. 
Um, he's in, um, where did it go? He's in a lot of movies. He's in the One-Armed Swords Men as same character. Oh, so wait, he was in the movie that a Barco was seen? Yep. He's in Master of the Flying Guillotine as the One-Armed Swordsman. We gotta see. That's a that's a banger too, guys. We gotta watch. Um, that. he's in One Armed Swordsman versus Nine Killers as the One Armed Swordsman. Uh, so he's like he has made that his thing, you know. It's kind of like uh, if Bruce Lee played the same character from like Fist of Fury throughout the whole his whole career, right? But but yeah, dude, you're not even joking. Like, there's dozens, at least maybe twenty. Ah, maybe more where he plays that character. Yeah. Wow. He, he's like, I'm good at this one thing. <laughs> I'm gonna write it out. It's I like think if never if the same guy played Batman in every single movie that they ever made, right? Kind of like that's what it would be. Sure. Like. I think he became popular and people knew him as that, and they just threw him and went with it, right? Because he was even that before the one our swordsman. Oh, right. that. So yeah, yeah. I think Yu Wang is his like is, is what name, he dude. was named. That's his name. But what? But the same character is throughout. So like the one armed swordsman is what you're looking for when you're looking through the list. Yeah, no, he's Yu Wang. Yeah, that's his. But that's his state. How many movies do you think he plays that character from the one armed swordsman? At least like what did I name eight? Damn! Wow, that's crazy. Because that's a ton, yeah. He, we, there's a lot of movies on here that I'm like, ooh, ooh, that looks kind of cool. So, uh -huh. I, so what you think of Barker's and that Satoichi movie? It might be a guy that was playing Satoichi. Satoichi in yeah. movies. I have not seen that. Um, there's a there's a Jimmy Wang Yu movie that I want to watch called um, Hong Kong, The Man from Hong Kong. Is that one of his older, like newer ones? I mean? That's a that's a mid seventies, and it it's um it's like modern day or modern time for that movie. Okay. It, it's a, it's essentially an exploitation movie. Ooh. Oh, The Man from Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. 75. 1975? Yeah. Okay. I, dude, I will tell you, I was kind of telling this to a Barker. I think Jimmy, he gets down. Like, I would love to see other movies from this guy. Like, I thought he was able to carry the character well. I'm interested to see how he does with the fighting in other movies. Because, again, the fighting was, like, whatever. But, like, I, that could have also been we're doing so much story that we're not really worried about that. But, yeah. like, I'm thinking, like, one-armed boxer is uh, not to be dumb. If there's not swords in that, it's going to have to be more of him fighting, right? So, like, you know, I just would like to see how he does in these other movies. I like the, I like the female actresses in this movie. I think they did well. I like the... His love interest is more of like a simple. She just she just wants like that piece of land. She just wants to find somebody. That's all she wants. The daughter's like like that cocky. Like she's a coach's kid. Like that's exactly who she is. She's uh -huh. a coach's kid who like sometimes like bro they shouldn't be starting, but because the coach is her dad. Oh okay, I guess all right. Uh -huh. She's on the team then. Like you know I, I yeah I thought I thought everybody did a good job in this movie. I really enjoyed it. In the end, though, are we to believe that he does choose love or did he kind of have his cake and eat it, too? Because <laughs> remember, before that last scene, there's a scene where she's like, dude, like you have to make a choice. And he goes and he protects his, his master. Yeah. But then after I have to that, tell him once it, yeah. I could not live my, with myself. And that's not necessarily make him a bad guy or anything like that. He just no. was devoted to this man who took him in. I think it is love, right? Like he's choosing the love for that. And then at the end end, he's like, I'm not staying here, right? I've got to go because she's taught me something too, right? Like she's taught me how to love also in a different way, right? Did Shang-Chi and the, and the Legend of the Golden Rings, did they steal that angle from this? <laughs> right? Because Andy Lau can't stop being the Mandarin, can't, can't leave the power away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. Oh, on a side note, I'm the, the preview of one arm boxers happening on the side over here on my iPad, and this shit looks insane. Plus, there's a special edition Blu ray that dropped May 2021. I don't even know what that means, but this is the Blu ray that dropped that dropped uh, as of last year. So, um, yeah, I, I would really love to come back to watch some of these other movies, um, especially part two, because I want to see if they truly. Like, what happens with that love angle? Does, is everybody back? Does it continue? Because I hope they don't just kind of like, there's like, you know, like, I just want to see what happens, I guess. I just uh -huh. want to see what happens with that. So um, that should be really, really interesting. 
That's awesome. Um, so okay, we we he chose love, I guess, right? He he, I mean, I guess love for his master as much as love for the, this person. Um, the people that were trying to get the revenge are done. What happens to the daughter now? Maybe she starts at school. I had to cut trash. arms off. Even <laughs> she's trash. She's. I would love for the sister. I would love for the daughter to be the bad guy in the next movie. Mm. See, I'm not, I'm not trying to write a better movie for these people, but I would do it if the daughter comes back and now she's evil because of the love she lost. Well, come on, like I mean, that would be amazing. And again, I haven't seen, I've not seen the sequel, so I would love that. But that, I mean, it just would be interesting to see where they go with this. All right, I enjoyed this movie. Um, Abarka, would you tell people to watch this movie? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a different Shaw Brothers movie than what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And it's a good movie. Okay. Um, Stevens, would you tell people to watch this movie? It is a good movie. It's good from the get-go. And I, when I text you and I was like, oh, my God, what did she just do? I was like. She did him dirty. That's yeah, she did, she did him dirty. Him. I was like. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Okay. Uh, I will say yes. Watch this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. So, uh, Super Stevens. What's the top 10 list that we got this week? What do we got so far, Steve? Should I start at 10 because Enrique is not here? Uh, Do it. (laughs) Also, no pressure. I just put in my breakfast order. So, like Enrique, I have a hard out. He has a hard out. I am. uh, I have a hard on. So, Steve, let's go. Wow. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't do that. And I'm team Enrique. Yay. Uh, So, at number one, we have Fearless. Number two is Enter the Dragon. Number three is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number four is The 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Number five is Legend of the Drunken Master or Drunken Master 2. Number six is Way of the Dragon. Number seven is Crippled Avengers. Number eight is Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Damn it. Number nine is Fist of Fury. You. And number 10, oh, there it was. And number 10 is RRR. Uh, and, <laughs> and we did get from Enrique that he would place this at number 10. So do you two place this amongst the other Shaw Brothers movie in the top 10? What do we have Crippled Avengers at? Mm-hmm. Number seven. And what's before Crippled Avengers? Way of the Dragon. And before Way of the Dragon? Legend of Drunken Master. <laughs> okay, but then before Legend of Drunken Master was <laughs> Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. Okay, what comes after okay, again? I will go first. <laughs> first, I like this movie more than I like Crippled Avengers. Oh, and I really, really, it hurts my heart to say that a little bit because I love the fighting. In Crippled Avengers, I love that Denny, Deadly Venoms team. I was just going to say, you're putting your Deadly Venoms crew down. Yeah, that dance that they do is amazing. And I don't know if maybe they don't give the Deadly Venoms a movie like this because there's so many of them that it's hard yeah. to. Oh, well, yes, because you you've got I'm five saying? guys that right. have got to have a story have to together. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. why they don't get a one-armed swordsman. But Maybe Jimmy was the right guy too. And he, I liked it. And again, most of the time I'm in these martial arts movies for the fighting, but it wasn't, again, and I'm not trying to say it was bad. It just didn't, it's not at the level to me of, of Crippled Avengers. I think Crippled Avengers does a way better job. They do the rings and the, all that stuff just work uh-huh. in different styles. But again, that all being said, I really like the story of this movie. I, I think for being 1975, again, female characters that aren't just like, <laughs> You know, or whatever, like like some movies that we watch now do with them. Like, uh-huh. oh man, like she, the the daughter, as much as she's annoying, she does a great job of being that character, and, and yeah. she is she is a coach's kid, uh-huh. and 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 she does it well, right? And I like it, so I'm saying seven for me, ten from Enrique, better than RRR, seven for me, better than RRR also. Abarca, where do you have it? Okay, uh, what is nine? Now this is I'm serious for this time. Fist, Fist of Fury. Fury. Oh, I don't like this movie more than Fist of Fury. Do you like it more than RRR? I I would say so, yeah. Yeah, because this movie... um, I enjoy that... You know what I really enjoyed? That the girl, after her dad dies, had... um, She's not like, you have to get married. It's like, now I live in my own house, man. (laughs) Right? She's she's independent. 
in this Hong Kong 1967 movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think um, Chang Che or Che Chang's um, um, Venom's movie are better than this one. So that one's mm. still high up for me. So I, yeah, I would say this is a 10. Okay. Yeah. So we have two tens and a seven. Stevens, where does that put us? Nine. Ooh. So this makes Fish to Fury at 10? Well, not, not, nothing's if you, Fury. If you're taking the average like that, <laughs> yes. I said it first. Nothing ever <laughs> beats Fish to Fury. Sorry, guys. Nothing's ever been Fish to Fury. We might as well wrap this podcast up. <laughs> There's only two movies that could possibly top Fist of Fury. Big Boss and Game of Death. Yes. <laughs> so you're two, that's it. Uh, oh, three if we if we count the documentary. My name is Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So wow. do you well here's where you have so nine is mathematical, right? Or do you put it at ten because there's two at ten? I mean that's something you have to agree to. Listen, I don't know about math, but I know that I'm born atomically. <laughs> Hypotheses and <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff, bro. <laughs> you know, the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, I'm okay with it. I, look. Mathematically, it's number nine. What, what was, what, no, what, what, what was it? Nine point what? Oh, it's nine. It's 27 divided by three is nine. <laughs> oh, well, then it's nine. It's nine. It's okay. Nine. You can't, you can't right. fight math. Nine, nine, nine? <laughs> oh, no. That's <gasps> it's six, six, six. <laughs> the fuck of the beast. <laughs> okay all right so then we have a new nine damn wow wow this list is gonna get hard to crack into guys but i kind of feel like we're gonna do it next week all right stevens what are we watching next week so next week we're taking a departure from pretty much a lot of what we've been watching. <laughs> and we're watching Golden Showers. Wait, wait. And we're watching. Well, no. I mean, you can watch that next if you want to. Spray um, the Golden Shower. <laughs> but we're watching the big hit from 1998. So it's a neo. It's a neo gung fu movie. Yes. Yeah. Right. That, great. Thank you. Neo gung fu. I don't know if he can watch this. I think he said he did. I can't remember, but Boy, uh, shouldn't, he shouldn't have gotten canceled. <laughs> he shouldn't have gotten canceled. I'm excited about this movie. Um, a bark, but a neo gung fu movie. Yeah, and this it's, is um Mark Wahlberg. It? But is Jimmy? Is it um the director? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I, I think it's um is it a French guy? It's it's one of the proteges. Oh, my bad. I thought it was um Kirk uh, Wong. No, oh, I'm, no, I'm, who is it? Kirk it's Wong. directed by Kirk Wong. Oh, I thought it was a face-off. No, I thought, I thought it, was. it was one of Luke Besson's dudes. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, oh, he made Rock and Roll Cop. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, this this is fun, guys. This will be fun. The story's a little weird. But <laughs> it's, it's fun. Best movie Lou Diamond Phillips has ever in. <laughs> Best movie? Well, it's either this or Young Guns for me. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Better than Young Guns? That's why I was like, wow, really? Well, his character is... is his character in Young Guns, I think, is cooler than this. But I think overall, this is a better movie. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you know what I'm saying? Mark like, Wahlberg, you know. Lou Diamond Phillips, gotcha. Bokeem yeah. Woodward. Yes. And um, um, Ant Antonio Salvato Jr. Antonio Salvato Jr. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Antonio Salvato Jr. Yeah, and a whole lot of lotion. Um, but yeah, it's a really good time. You guys should enjoy this. It's, it's awesome. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be ready for next week. I'm excited about that one for sure. You can stream um, it on DirecTV if you have DirecTV streaming. You can rent it pretty much anywhere or you can also buy it anywhere. Sweet. Oh, no, I don't have DirecTV. I have Spectrum. Never mind. I don't even know what I have anymore. Um, I feel like I have to get YouTube TV just for the World Cup, but they sent us a thing where I guess I can do my games via the internet. For oh, there you go. Yeah. And again, guys, this is not YouTube TV doesn't pay us anything, but they are the best streaming service out there. And just if they had Spanish channels, God, their interface just works. Everybody else, catch it up. Come on. Let's <laughs> go, oh, man. Jesus Christ. The only, uh, YouTube TV, the only thing I want is the ability to, to change channels. Because I, don't, I, oh, hate, I hate going on a thing. I just yeah. go left, right. Yeah. Look at you, old man. You're like, I want to be able to scroll through my channel. Well, no, chest. because look, I know uh, sometimes I want to watch, like I'm watching the local NBC and then and I want to switch over. 
two two buttons you could get to the other one or exactly. one push and you get to the yeah you're right you're right that is true that is true but dude it's such a good interface compared to every other one oh my god it's not even close it's like they're ahead of the game by so much it's crazy um but yeah again they didn't pay us for that guys but hey Obark, if they want to get a hold of us um and everybody did want to pay us or say hi or do whatever where, where can they get a, get a hold well of guys us? if you want to visit our socials uh www.linktree forward slash gungfusuperbros.com that's l-i-n-k tr.ee gung fu super bros uh you can uh, go leave a voicemail at www.gungfusuperbros.com or be part of our uh, call our google voice number 661-401-5941 be a part of our show rate review leave a comment on apple podcast spotify google podcast here on youtube uh new episodes come out mondays and wednesdays ring the bell icon for notifications uh <laughs> yeah guys keep hitting that button. all that stuff. viewers like all you stuff. all that stuff viewer viewers like you um abarka say bye hey mahalo folks stevens bye enrique bye hold on hold on I, I, oh, do, yeah. do it again do it again uh, enrique yep, the droid is ready and <laughs> remember my name is yvonne love you guys don't you know, I've always loved you. Love me? You always did your best to torture me. You cut off my arm. <laughs>